Today on We Here, it's our 100th episode. We'll dive into our favorite moments from the past year. Plus, we unearth a celebrity interview that we never thought we'd air. And we'll tell you all about how the show got started. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Guess what? It's our 100th episode. It is? Yeah, it's like our weird what? podcast anniversary. I guess if we were in the studio, we would have like a banner or some balloons, like gold balloons that have a one and a zero and a zero and... Maybe in the entertainment, but in in the movie version of our lives, that's what will happen. If we were actually in the studio, I would be like, "Should we go to the third floor and get an iced tea? It's our hundredth episode, you know. Oh, really yeah. celebrate." Oh, that would be good. Maybe so, I would even eschew my usual order at our company cafeteria of a cold oatmeal. Uh, we'd class it up. We would do it right if for our hundredth episodes of our hit tv show maggie we'd be going into syndication and we'd be just making major bank but this is a podcast and it's just you and me and our amazing producing team jamila and melissa yeah have to put up with us for a hundred episodes I mean, the real – we should be having a fundraiser for these two, having to listen and edit to us for a 100th episode. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. that's really what this is. But we've covered so many crazy stories, the kind you would only see on page six. That's true. And I'm not even going to mention the time that I did Reiki healing on you, Maggie, and <sighs> unleashed my secret power that I sort of had forgotten I even had until you know, I healed you on the air. People – and when I say people, I mean me, were skeptical, but I felt something in my arm. Whatever you have going on, it works. Yeah, it's called um, healing power <laughs> of the universe. It's but called what? confidence. That's what it's called. No, I bought I mean, into I your healing it. ways. I don't use it to, you know, I don't I don't really use it that much. Um but looking back, a hundred episodes, Maggie. If we go back in the old, we hear the vault time warp. You know are- who who I loved, Suzanne Summers, when she came on the show and told us about her sex life. You might remember that one. Uh, what I write about is you got to put back what you've lost because of stress, because of aging, because of the environment. Because of your bad diet, although I don't have a bad diet, you really should think about the food you're eating. Everybody listening, I don't like to use the word food. And when you put them back, well, that old feeling is there. Whether you have a fractured hip or not, I'm getting there, Ian. Here we come. <laughs> and I and I have a husband oh. who I inject him every Tuesday with testosterone, and mm. um, Wednesday is a very good day. So we're, we have found a way. My, my girlfriends go, and you do not have sex twice a day. Uh, it's, it's no forced march. It's just um, he's there. I'm there. I'm in the mood. He's in the mood. Sometimes it's 
once a day. Sometimes later in the day, you're in the mood again, because what are you going to do during this pandemic, but kind of be in the mood? And yeah. the news sucks. The news is the same news over and over and over again. I can't listen to it anymore. And um, so the, the answer, Ian, is, yeah, most days. <laughs> and, the, and the position is... Um, not photographable. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget, Maggie? That was also one of my favorite moments on the show. Apparently, she's she was already having sex twice a day with her older, I should mention, husband. And they even set up a bar at their home called Big Al's. I mean, she gave our listeners sex tips and she gave us a complex about being acting like we're older than she is. I was like, wow, this is a very exciting life for a woman in her 70s. Perhaps I should stop doing laundry on weekend nights and go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Fine. You know what my number one favorite moment on the show was, which was another wackadoodle we hear moment? What? Our Tara Reid interview. Oh, where- it was so good. Suddenly, there were some voices chiming in in the background, and it turned out that she is quarantining with the Irish pop duo Jedward. Do you know what that was like? It was like when you go to a vending machine and you put in your money, you type in your numbers, and like two Kit Kats come out, and you're like, yes, it is my day. The other guys I'm also quarantined with are my two best friends that I've grown up with. You know, it's I don't know if you heard that. Do you know who Jedward is? Jedward? Yeah, the Irish group? Yeah. And so they've been quarantining with me. We cleaned our windows yesterday. Now they're talking to Jedward? (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. I just need to insert myself in this conversation. My family is from Ireland, but I'm born in New York, so I know all about Jedward, and I cannot believe they're with you, Tara Reid. This is amazing. Basically, we all met each other on Celebrity Brother back in 2011, and basically the wrong season of Big Brother except coronavirus pandemic. And we all live in a house with no internet, no phone, and now we're all here. But the best thing is, I have John and Edward here, and they play the, you know, play a song. No, 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 no. They have the guitar in their hands. They're writing all these songs. Like, like so they're like putting us up in a. They're making we're all each other entertained. Yeah, everyone's being entertained. But we're all feeling better. Called up Tara Reed. We thought it was just her, and we got Tara Reed and Jedward. Come See, on. I looked at it a little differently, Maggie. I had to hearken back to my days of yore. I sort of thought of it as, you know, when you're out at a party, and uh, or. You're at a bar and you're like really, really, really drunk. Yes. And then later you're like going around, you go to this place and that, and you meet some like crazy, wacky people at the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you end up at some random party. And then those people are there again. Yep. Mm-hmm. I sort of looked at it as like sort of almost drunken kismet that we had run back into. Oh, like our that. best friends from the bar five hours ago. Mm, yes. I love that. It's like, didn't I see you in the bathroom line at that place? And now here you are. You're actually friends with the host's boyfriend's sister. No way. The thing about that interview that I actually loved so much was that I'm going to be honest, and this shows how objective I am. I mean, it's a lucky thing I'm a journalist. Um, But 
if I had been doing that interview myself and Jedward had chimed in, I have to admit I'd be kind of lost. But that shows why I need you so much and why you save the day on the podcast all the time <laughs> is that you, because you're such a Renaissance woman, you are intimately familiar with the work of Jedward because you're an Irish pop aficionado. I would say I'm just an Irish person more than I'm an Irish pop aficionado. But I mean, that was really like, that was us singing a podcast duet. You were really hitting the Tara Reid notes. I was coming in with the Jedward melody. It was a perfect. It was a song, Ian. Thanks, Maggie. What you know what else I... Favorite moments of We He, the page six. <laughs> we He? <laughs> we He, the page six PC. Um. Okay. Ray J, when we talked about... Like, we've talked about Ray J so much on the show, I feel like. But the oh, whole... Glasses breaking, Ray J just being like so kind of confident isn't the right word. Cocky is the word. So cocky about every product he puts his name behind. Ray J in the bathtub, Ray J and Princess Love and their Las Vegas beef. Like, I know more about Ray J now than I ever thought I would. Mm, I don't know if that's a good thing, but I know. I. I also loved back when we started the podcast, I think it was on one of our first three episodes, we had a world exclusive about the Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth breakup. That shows how long we've been on the air at this point, Maggie. That seems like eons ago um, oh. in gossip, in gossip eons um, that, that when they split up, Miley Cyrus's side went out with the statement that they were divorcing and Liam Hemsworth hadn't known that that it was going out um and that they were gonna remain focused on their pets that they would be committed to their pets co-parenting their their animals together that was a statement for the ages man you think remain friends and a time ago was good (sighs) never forget the pets you know actually I want to say one other thing about this hundred episodes that I've loved the most even more than the stories we've done what the comments left by our listeners the good ones and the bad ones and actually the ones that were critical I have to admit were helpful because some of the criticism I was agree. valid I, and I and I acted on it and I think it has it has helped so I would urge people to keep the the, um, the feedback coming I've really I've really loved that. It's been great. And our listeners have been so awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. So particularly in the pandemic, since we don't have guests coming into the studio, we need to have them connect with us via a couple different platforms that we use. And, um, they're actually surprisingly easy to use, but it does it depends on maybe how tech savvy you are. And I have to say, Maggie, I've always I always get a little neurotic before a guest connects to talk to us in our virtual studio. I always worry, you know, are they are we gonna is there gonna be any glitches? Will we be able to hear them? Are they gonna make it? Can they figure it out? And everybody has been able to figure it out, including Tara Reed. No comment. Just saying, 
Tara Reed figured it out. She did tell us that she had Jedward help her. Tara Reed. Well, Jedward, Jedward was her IT. Um, but and, and Joel Gray did as well. Um, but one thing that perhaps he might not have realized is that while you're doing an interview on a podcast, you should turn your phone off, um, which is something that I forget. And obviously he's an Oscar winner. He's he's 88. He's very popular. He's getting calls left and right. He's probably getting texts from Liza Minnelli, you know, and everybody else. So when you listen to the interview, you might also hear beyond the beyond all the comments about my then descriptions of my hair. Um, he's just, he, there are a lot of calls coming in. He's taking calls. He's, roll, he's rolling calls. He's rolling, rolling, rolling. He ain't slept in weeks. But it was just great of her. He 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 breaks in the song a couple times. He even sings a song in Yiddish that is amazing and very unexpected. And it really is. It's one of my favorite interviews that we've done. But just between the the calls and the speakerphone and the dings and the dongs, as it were, we couldn't quite get this one. Onto the podcast, and this until is why now. This is why it has previously only existed in we hear lore. It, it's been legend, and here we are revealing the truth, emerging out of the catacombs. The Joel Gray interview. It is truly a golden oldie. Today we're joined by Joel Gray, who is an absolute legend. Actor, singer, dancer, winner of an Academy Award, Tony Award, and Golden Globe. Thank you for joining us, Joel. And an author. What about the BAFTA? The best of the best. (laughs) The BAFTA. The BAFTA, right. You know what I mean? We got to talk about the Brits. Yeah, the British, the the British awards, and also you, uh, right? And author, new new book out. Thank you. I'm going to keep doing this. I and uh, and director. Yes. So what? So what's going on these days? We we had reported actually that you just had a uh, a birthday party. Happy birthday! Thank you, sir. Um, but it had to be kind of a virtual gathering because of our current situation. And I know that in the past, you've had some pretty extravagant, fun, and over-the-top birthdays. We have. Yeah, that's true. And we were planning one, at least Rick was. He had this great vision in mind of bobo dobo da hoobo dobo da and hee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-nobo-nobo, and Shobo-Shobo would be there, and and Ian, and and uh, Elisa, and everybody. And then, here I was, sitting like a schmuck. Right, and you've, ha- you've had some birthdays, like I know in the past, I've reported like you had a, you had a 1930s Berlin-themed birthday. You had one birthday that was at like the opening night of an exhibition on you. Really? You know yeah. more about me than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what's going on now? I know. What are your? What's life like these days for you? I mean, usually I, I've I've read at least that you're like going out to like the flower market regularly. You're obviously you were no, directing, directing this hit show. Are you leaving the house at all? I haven't the past two days. I haven't. I I should. I think it's important to put the mask on and just even walk a couple of blocks 
I think it just changes your brain. But I, I did. I worked out yesterday with my trainer virtually. That was a bore. <laughs> <laughs> what does your workout entail? Um, I don't know how she did it. She's brilliant. But I had things all over the floor. You know, what do they call dumbbells? Five pounders. And um, and I had the iPad set over there. And I had no idea what the heck I was doing. No idea. But we did it. And I, um, I think I felt better. And then I did the laundry. So you've even managed to get embroiled in a controversy, I've heard, right? Because basically this choir wanted to do an entire... Uh, sing-along in New York City of New York, New York, right? That's a and nice idea. It's a nice idea, but apparently when they went ahead and sang the song, it was the Frank Sinatra version of the song rather than the Liza Minnelli version of the song. And no, I guess no, no, don't tell me. Is that true? Yeah, apparently. Oh my God, I'm shocked. <laughs> The disrespect. Yeah, so it kicked off. Apparently, Liza Minnelli fans were very upset that they were doing the Frank Sinatra song because some people might not know this, but obviously the song, right, it was written for Liza Minnelli, not Frank Sinatra just covered it, right? It was, right. It was from a very good Martin Scorsese movie by the same name. Did you know that? With the De Niro. Yes. It's good. She was great in that, too. She's always good. Have you been in touch with her lately? Yeah, I did actually speak with her last week. And how's she doing? She sounds good. She sounds good. We we laugh all the time. And that's a great thing for stress. Yep. She's a funny person, by the way. And have you, has your relationship been the sort of, have you always had a strong relationship since you starred in um, Cabaret together? Have you always gotten along? Yep. Always. We even toured all over the United States together in big, you know, theaters and uh, stadiums. And what, actually, one question I wanted to ask you too is now that, so you, yes. Your hair looks great. Thank you very much. I finally got it. It's I really good. You, be, you have a mirror there? That there's no one to see. It. There's no one to see it except the four of us. Um, I'm going to talk about your hair in a minute. <laughs> so you di- directed this hit off-Broadway show, which is Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. Yes. And... It, it's been a it's been a massive hit, and there there was even talk right of of transferring it to to Broadway, and and people had said that if it was on Broadway, it it would have definitely won Best Revival. The, I remember though you had spoken to our the New York Post theater columnist when you first had the idea to do this show, and you had said you're doing Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish, and apparently according to him, he thought, oh, good for you, and then he thought, I hope you have another gig lined up. So I guess there were a lot of uh, people who might have thought that it was a cockamamie idea. Risky. And it ended up being a massive hit. Can you just talk about that process about why you wanted to do the show? But then also, did you ever think that it would be as popular as it became? And why did it become 
such a hit besides the fact that it was just a, a great production? When I was called about directing it, I said to myself, I don't speak Yiddish. This is, this is a limitation. And um, I, but I said, let me think about it because I have so much experience. My dad was a, a great Yiddish comedian and musician, klezmer musician by the name of Mickey Katz. And I thought, I know so much of what all of this Yiddish is about without knowing the language. People came and we had, we had subtitles and people came and realized that they had never quite seen such a fiddler about family and about tradition and about being run out of the country and not having a place to go. And it, it sort of resonated with all the immigration stories and controversy we have today. And the thing that most satisfied me was that the people who didn't speak Yiddish at all found it their most powerful fiddler. Would you like to hear a bit of it? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Here we go. I get my name with a Bible of shame. Wo die Schäpse und die Ziegel achleifen. Oi, gib mir a Heus mit gesunde Cowboys und a couple hundred cattle zu verkaufen. Everybody sings now. Hey, <laughs> you're not singing. No Yiddish word for cowboys, huh? No. Hmm. Um... Well, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, and we appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep an eye out for the book. Yeah. And whatever else. And whatever yeah. else. And the laundry. You girls are gorgeous. <laughs> Thanks. And your hair. Very much. So 100 episodes. What ha what have we learned? How did this start? Why are we here? What's going on? Can we on? call ourselves award-winning? If you come in second for an award, I guess that's not winning. Award-nominated? Existing podcast, we hear. Existing? <laughs> just that yeah. it still exists? It's just a thing. Wow, Congrats. <laughs> no, we, can't, we were nominated. We are an award-nominated podcast. Asterisk, we lost to a hockey, a Newsday hockey podcast called Island Ice. But you know what? It's not and about not accolades. there's not even any professional sports on. <laughs> it's not about awards, you know? It's about having interesting conversations, giving people stuff to talk about, and getting really fun feedback from people. That's what I, I, I think. Admit, I love doing the podcast. I It's so awesome i hope people enjoy it as much as we like doing it um i mean let's face it you're the only people i see besides my <laughs> immediate family in person um so there's that but 
Um, how did you even, how did this even happen, Maggie? I'm looking back on it. I mean, I it know. seems like we've just always been, you know, the one thing is, I, I do have to admit also in the ad, th- there's an ad that has a picture of both of us that runs in the paper. It's never been, I always wanted it to be kind of more on the side of a bus, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, we've still got time. I mean, I went for a jog in the park during this pandemic and I came across a piece of newsprint on the side of the running path and there was our ad. I encountered us in the wild. Like a crumpled up wet piece of newsprint? It wasn't wet. It was like spread out and it was only one page. And I was like, this is a sign. That's it. This Keep is loving the, the podcast. That would be like, okay, so the opening of the movie about us, okay? I mean, admittedly, now it's like kind of a dated concept, like the, but it would be the bus goes by, we're, we're each getting ready to go to work, okay? The movie's opening, you know, you're like up really early and doing all this stuff. I have my hair sticking up, children are screaming at me, and <laughs> there's barf on my, you know, whatever. And then you... The bus passes by. I'm late for the bus. The bus passes by with the ad of our faces and the door slams in my face so that it splashes a puddle on me and ruins my, you know, suit. And then you're jogging because you're training for a triathlon. And then, you you know, you're having the perfect morning. There's like animated birds landing on your shoulder. And then you, you pass by and, oh, and the paper, the paper blows out of my hand or something. And then it ends up landing, the ad lands on the jogging path, and then it's like our, you know, and we the, get to the newsroom and it's like our different crazy styles and, how, you know. <laughs> this is hilarious. Like a dynamic because, duo and. Yeah, fighting. woman and. Crime. I don't know. Disastrous. No. I mean, let's, when, this sounds like the beginning of Sex in the City 1 where Carrie gets splashed by the bus. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's where I guess all my ideas are cliches. So we can't rest on our laurels. It's not enough to just be nominated for an award. We must look to the future. And uh, hopefully that means more guests, more incredible witty banter, more people leaving us comments, calling me a hall monitor and saying you say like too much. These are hopes and dreams for the show going forward. Yeah, these are them. Well, first of all, obviously, next year, Island Ice. Island Ice, we're coming for you. Right into the boards. Um, Hang on. I had a goal for the show that was going to be. Wait until we launch our side project, which is called like Zamboni Zoo. And (laughs) for Island Ice. Yeah, yeah. What about or Zamboni Jabronis? The next hundred, I mean, besides obviously more Ricky healing, um, more psychic powers, more performances, live performances. What about taking the podcast live once that we can all not have to social distance as much? Let's hit the road. Let's do this on a from a band shell in an outdoor park. Yeah, exactly. And everyone can sit one seat away from each other, and mm-hmm. we'll give out we hear masks. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, be great. Really Branded hand sanitizer. We've got it. Branded hand sanitizer. Also, look for our um, canned rose palace juice. Palace juice, free with admission. Invented on a recent podcast for twenty-one and up. I also hope we get back into that very hard to crack top podcasts of Turkey <laughs> chart that we <laughs> fell out of. I don't know what happened there. You know. I just want to point out, we've been working hard. Just because we're at home doesn't mean 
we're working any less hard and we deserve to be in turkey's top 10 podcast yeah, exactly we also got i should mention you know besides our podcast three times a week that's 100 episodes but technically maggie we've gone well over 100 episodes would you like to know why Please. because i didn't even let you answer <laughs> i would like to know why go ahead because we also do an exclusive weekend podcast for spotify only on Spotify. It's called We Hear Quick Fix. It's the top stories of the week in an easily digestible few minutes, sort of a truffle of gossip, I just if you will, snap. for weekend. I hope these hundred episodes have inspired our listeners to keep listening and to like send us their ideas, podcasts at nypost.com. We actually read them. Yeah. Also, I should say, Maggie, because obviously people are still working from home, I used to listen to the podcast myself every morning when I took the F train to work. Some people might not listen as much to podcasts because you're not commuting anymore. But you know what I found? It's great to listen to our podcast while you're doing the dishes because you're home, you're cooking for yourself pretty much every night, and you're constantly doing the dishes. It is a perfect dish doing listen dishwashing listen um so i would highly recommend that you try don't um just don't let your phone fall in the sink yeah just put us on a speaker and let us waft through your Ooh, home oh, and yeah exactly yeah listen um, to my nasally no, voice and ian saying he's from brooklyn what's better company than that yeah well ian despite me being generally unsure about hosting a podcast, I would like to say there is no one I could have done this with but you. Thank you so much for your great quips, your hard work, your I can do it all, let's be confident attitude. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Maggie. I'm so flattered because I look up to you so much. You are the brains behind the whole operation. I'm just the goofy sidekick second banana. And I'm so glad that I responded to that email that I thought was obviously <laughs> for someone else and bumbled my way into being your co-host. It really is my favorite thing to do. I love it. And I love our whole podcast team. And I'm looking forward to bringing you guys more episodes. Damn you, Island Ice. Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. If there are any celebrities you would like us to cover, send us an email at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back next week with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.